Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing this week? I'm good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared for another Abroad <laughs> in Japan What's going on? What are you doing? I, like, we, we're, still, we're still in a situation where you're in a hotel room. I am, It's a Sunday afternoon here and I am very hungover. So um, you're going to just have to deal with me being a little bit sleepy right now. I've had two coffees and they've done nothing for me. They haven't even touched the sides. Unbelievable. Oh dear. You never <laughs> cease to amaze me, Pete, with your drunken antics. Oh, man. Yeah. I am in Tokyo, though. I'm uh, looking at a hotel window over the... Shibuya skyline, uh, lots of skyscrapers, very nice evening, lots of neon. But as of a uh, couple of days, I'm kicking off Journey Across Japan, Escape to Mount Fuji, the kind of spiritual sequel to Journey Across Japan, except this time there's no bikes. It's in a car, so it's going to be good. And it's a lot shorter at about uh, six, seven days compared to 46 days. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, We've out also. I don't I think since we last spoke, I've also managed to get Natsuki on board as well for a couple of days, which should uh, mix things up a bit. So it's myself, Joey the Anime Man, and Natsuki. So I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know what to expect. We've got a kind of loose itinerary that I've spent a few weeks working on, but I, th- I find the best kind of things happen when you don't plan too much. So we've got this loose itinerary of locations. We've got like a. Uh, the uh, the the monkeys that sit in hot springs in Nagano that's our first location we've got some creepy statues in the middle of nowhere we've got some hot spring resorts uh, um so yeah it's kind of a nice mix and of course it ends with us trying to get a view of mount fuji and i've booked like two or three different locations around mount fuji uh in a pincer movement to try and get a bloody view of the damn mountain because i know i won't i never do and it's going to be a disaster if Journey Across Japan escaped Mount Fuji, does not have a single shot of Mount Fuji. And, but, and yet it's mm. quite obviously going to happen, so I'm quite scared. What do you reckon? Will we see it? I just, look, I mean, how many times have you tried to attempt to, to do this? It's, it's got to be cracking for like five or six times. A dozen now. at least. Yeah, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's really quite bad. I'm going to cry. This has to, be, this has to be the time. I believe in you, and I believe in Mount Fuji, and I believe in fate that uh, you'll, 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 get to see, you'll get to see her or get to see him. 
um, this time round. I, I you. I think I think the trick is to get up early in the morning. Like uh, when I went two years ago for the test run of Journey Across Japan, Sharla and I and the um, the sort of team that helped film Journey Across Japan, they came with us to Kawaguchi mm. Lake, a beautiful place, um, and we've got lots of wonderful things like uh, Fuji Q theme park. And I didn't see Mount Fuji once while we were there, but a lot of the people on the team did because they got up at really early seven o'clock or something as I got mm. up at nine o'clock because I was the talent, the talent, Pete. I got to go and I got to have a lion, uh, <laughs> which meant I missed Mount Fuji. and didn't get to see anything. So I regret that. And everyone got to take nice photos except me. And I was really sad and depressed for the whole journey. So this time going to get up at six o'clock. I'm going to see that mountain. Nothing will stand in my way. Nothing. And if I can't see it, I'm going to use CGI special effects, get industrial light and magic on board. We're going to get bloody CGI Mount Fuji in the background. Nothing will stand in my way. <laughs> Ever. God. Well, are you going to visit that, um, that um, Shibuya Scramble Crossing as well and put Mount Fuji in the background using CGI? It was like 10 grand or something to, to, to film there for about an hour. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember that. Like a few months remember ago, that? yeah, we uh, we found out that uh, there was you can hire a Shibuya scramble. It's in the I think it was in mm. T- Tochigi Prefecture, which is about an hour north of Tokyo. And uh, for those of you that missed it, guys, uh, I think for about ten thousand dollars, you can rent out this replica Shibuya scramble. And they've even built part of Shibuya Station, so you can use the ticket barriers. They've got the crossing. They've got uh, they've got like traffic lights and things, and of course, it doesn't have the towering skyscrapers, but instead it's got green screen and blue screen, so you can uh, digitally add it in afterwards. It's really quite impressive. We should definitely, next time you come over here, when airplanes are a thing, airplanes to Japan, we should go there and make like some sort of film or something. Or just go to the real Shibuya Scramble for free and just get trampled yes. in a sea of people. I know you love it. Mm. It's your favourite What, thing, what are you going to do? I, I, I worry about what you're going to do if you cannot get to see... Um get to see Mount Fuji this time around you've got to have a plan to 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 be disappointed effectively well I mean I'd literally just be me crying the end of the series will be Mm. me just crying in a car for like a a whole video just 10 minutes unedited Uh, crying in a car swearing over and over yeah Um, it doesn't sound too dissimilar from a a broad Japan video anyway a normal video but uh yeah I don't know and what we did with the um the last time when I didn't see it and we couldn't see it in the video, we had postcards of Mount Fuji and we just held them up in front of the camera and we're like, oh, look, this is what it would have looked like if it was good and we could see it. So I just do that. I'll just print out some uh, some nice big A3 papers of Mount Fuji or just take a green screen, stick it behind Joey, Natsuki and I or whatever mm. and uh, just, just use the, Job done. the magic of technology to stick it in. If I can shrink myself into a 1950s retro sitting room like i did for the why i hate japanese tv video back in july i can green screen mount fuji in the background and that is the level of desperation you can expect from journey across japan escape to mount fuji sheer desperation you. <laughs> thank you Pete. Uh, now we turn our attention to story of the week we have one from a story from patrick from canberra in australia he says hi perplexing pete and captivating chris perplexing pete why are you perplexing pete why are you? Um, because uh, my accent is difficult to listen to, and I am confusing with my stories. Absolutely, I yeah. You are, why am I captivating? Yeah. Any ideas? Um, um, it, you've got a better accent than my, me, and uh, you have a very gentle way about you. 
I have a vet. What what does that mean? You have a very a gentle, gentle way about you. I'm just saying you have a very gentle way about you. You do. That's very, very gentle nice. way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. That's Thank you, Patrick. Right. Uh, anyway, back to Patrick's story. Uh, my wife and I are longtime fans and regularly listen to the show um, on our weekly six-hour round trip across the Australian outback. Wow. Um, being longtime Japanophiles ourselves and regular Japan goers, I thought I would add our own story of friendly Tokyoite, uh, Tokyoite encounters your growing list. Christmas night one year saw us stumbling around Tokyo after an evening of sake tasting and sightseeing. Uh, from the top of Tokyo Tower. We decided on okonomiyaki pancakes for dinner, and we did what we usually do, searched the back streets for a local spot, hopefully untouched by tourists. We eventually found an okonomiyaki place owned by an eccentric man from Hiroshima. Uh, he could not have displayed more Hiroshima Cup baseball memorabilia in his izakaya if he tried. We tucked ourselves in a corner and began feasting merrily. Slowly, a stream of salarymen and women trickled into the establishment, all of whom gazed at us with both surprise and suspicion, but ultimately did nothing, uh, save throwing a few mistrusting glances. As the night continued and alcohol was consumed uh, by the patrons, they all became a little bit more jovial and began sharing Christmas presents with the chef, who returned the favour with beer. One man presented the chef with a box of ice creams, and after opening one to eat, he shot us a glance. He then handed one to my wife with a Merry Christmas. The shop had now fallen completely silent, with all patrons now staring at my wife, perplexed and holding an ice cream. (laughs) Thinking this was perhaps a prank we didn't understand, she cautiously peeled off the wrapper and took a bite. She said it had a mild sesame flavour. The chef leaned in and asked, Is it good? To which, she, to which she replied, yes, oishi. The whole bar then erupted in cheers and screams while we sat there in stunned bewilderment as these previously reproachful locals now swarmed us with drinks and conversation and happiness. We left a short time after, very drunk and reeling from the encounter, but most of all with a wonderful memory of our favourite city. Never again will I cast doubt upon the diplomatic power of ice cream, nor the gracious hospitality of Tokyoites. Uh, Tokyoites. Many thanks, guys, and I hope you're both staying safe. Patrick from Canberra, Australia. The power of ice cream, Pete. We all know mm. you love Coolish, but I don't think you've had that kind yeah. of uh, ecstatic reception from various locals in a in a pub, have you? Nothing of that level. No, no, no. It's a little bit like, um, do you remember the uh, man from, was it the man from Del Monte? The man from Del Monte, he says yes. In the 80s, uh, there used to be an advert for uh, the, the man from Del Monte. He would dress in like a kind of, like a white suit and go around um, the, you know, the the plantations, I guess, and and, mm. and check out the, the fruit, uh, so to speak. And he'd give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. For the, the man from Del Monte, he said yes. Um, it was probably quite an outdated image of of what a, what a fruit man, uh, what, what his actual when, job was. But uh, when Patrick's bit, yeah, wife gives the thumbs up and says yeah, yes, or we exactly. see. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a cool encounter. Like the fact that I mean, this is quite typical, right? You go into an izakaya, um, people keep their heads down at first. Often, not that many people will say hello. But as time passes and drinks happen. Um, uh, mm. especially on Christmas as well. People will liven up. People will start chatting. And I find when one person speaks to you, it opens the floodgates of uh, yeah. a wonderful kind of atmosphere. And people will talk to you and it gets so much better. You just need that one person to make that kind of gesture that breaks through that cultural language barrier, hand over the ice cream. I mean, if she said no, 
how was the ice cream? Is it good? No, it's rubbish. That it might have been a different reception. It's but awful. if someone in a bar or a pub hands you an ice cream, please do do give a thumbs up and uh, and say yes, Oishi. You never know what could happen. It's a nice story that. But it is. I mean, that's not so good bit though. Is the news story this week that we have chosen? Um, now, typically. With the Abroad Japan podcast, it's a place of laughter and happiness and just we, we aim for nice stories. But uh, there is a story that's quite big at the moment that uh, we couldn't really avoid. And it involves uh, a man who is a, uh, involves murder. Uh, the title, Japan Twitter Killer Confesses to Murder. Uh, that About three years ago, uh, a guy called Takahiro Shiraishi was arrested for uh, murdering several people. I think, I think the figure was nine people that he murdered uh, eight right. girls, one guy. Um, but the way he murdered them or the reason he murdered them was kind of shocking and bizarre. Um, now, Japan's suicide rate isn't great. That's quite common knowledge. It's not as bad as people think. It's only it's ranked 30. If you look at countries, it's ranked 30th, only slightly above the US. So it's not – I think people have this image that in Japan the suicide rate is like number one, but actually it mm. really isn't as high as you think. Um, over the last decade, the figure has gone down. Um, but – what this guy, Tagahiro uh, Shiraishi, was doing was he was going on Twitter looking for people who were saying, I want to kill myself, or people who were claiming they were uh, contemplating suicide. And he would then contact them and say, let's do it together. And then he would just kill them and he would kill them. And uh, that is kind of shocking, right? This idea that uh, he was exploiting these people that may or may not have ended up committing suicide but he was exploiting them for that reason um and mm. he had nine victims in total who did this um but he seems to think that because they wanted to uh commit suicide it kind of uh he, he could kind of get away with it what do you think it's, i mean it's absolutely shocking isn't it twitter killer that's inconscionable isn't it the whole uh, the, i mean obviously he's uh he's known as a twitter killer because of that particular uh, device but it, there must have been some kind of like he must have thought that there's some kind of like moral uh justification for what he did um but an incredible story and and, and how um his victims invited them you know that man into his into their lives um to to, to 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 finish things and and him ending up just 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 murdering them it's like it's a fascinating uh um story it's it's i i, I just I just hope he uh, he goes down for it. Quite frankly, just uh, just an awful, awful, awful man. Well, if he's is if he's convicted of murder, uh, he will potentially face the death penalty. Uh, be, he'll mm. be hung. Um, but uh, he he's only twenty nine years old. He's pretty young. But his Twitter profile mm. contained the words. His Twitter profile said, "I want to help people who are really in pain. Please uh, DM me anytime. Please direct message me." Um, and he's, mm. you know, he's sort of claiming that he could help people die, um, and that he would potentially kill them, kill himself alongside them. Um, I'm not sure how he murdered them. I'm not sure. I want to know. Um, what I do know is when the police came into his flat, they found body parts all over his flat, um, mm. which is pretty grim. Um, and actually, the serial killings, which which naturally stunned Japan when they were exposed, it triggered this new debate about whether websites. Uh, should allow people to sort of say they want to kill themselves. And uh, the government actually indicated it might introduce new regulations. And even Twitter prompted a change. that Twitter amended its rules to state that users should not promote or encourage suicide or self-harm um, as a result, because this is, the, you know, this is a, something that could happen. People could exploit you for that reason. Um, well, he's um, yeah, pretty grisly. His lawyer is... 
his lawyer lawyers are kind of going for the murder with consent sort of defense that they wanted to kill themselves so therefore this he was just helping them effectively like euthanasia sort mm. of thing but um he's actually disagreed with his own um counsel and basically said that um nobody nobody uh gave him the consent to to, to to kill them so it's uh it's i hope that is resolved and he's he's not you know obviously not out on the streets uh, for very much longer because it's uh it's horrific and, and some of the ages of his of his victims are just uh incredibly young as well so it's a tragic tragic story and if he does face the death penalty that won't be a great deal of fun in japan they have a it's quite done quite unpleasantly um you know mm. the death penalty already pretty pretty hardcore but in japan they often don't tell you that you're facing the death penalty you're, you're going to be hung until uh, mere hours before it happens so you're kind mm. of stuck in your cell not knowing if it's your final day or not right um so it's pretty grisly but uh i guess that could be just a, a punishment for something of this caliber something that's horrific mm. um you know there's a big difference between someone saying i'm thinking of killing myself and someone actually going ahead and doing it and uh yeah. Wasn't his place to come in between there, but uh, horrible, horrible dark, crime. Dark, there. yeah. Mm. I don't like the way they've they branded him Twitter killer though. I always find it something wrong when they take a murderer and they sort of brand them something like that, the Twitter killer. I don't know. Mm. It seems a bit wrong, doesn't it? It's almost like I don't know. It's well, not glorification, but it feels like it's a level of infamy that doesn't shouldn't be deserved or earned. Um, well, look, it's it's, it's most of Netflix nowadays. <laughs> This, pretty much every show on Netflix wow. is a true crime adaptation. Most podcasts yeah, too. I, I mean, just yesterday I watched a, a documentary on Netflix called American Murder. Um, mm. I've never seen that yet. It's, yeah, I, I, I swear like every other documentary on Netflix is a, is a horrific crime. And uh, mm. they're absolutely fascinating to watch, but they will leave you thoroughly empty, as American Murderer did, or American Murder. Um, if you've got Netflix, I do recommend watching it, but it is it is thoroughly unpleasant a little um, bit much yeah but uh, there you go if you hear about the twitter killer the japan twitter killer now you know what happened um not horrible horrible monstrous man takahiro shinoishi um here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Join me, Melissa Reddy, and listen to my brand new podcast, Between the Lines. I'll be speaking to the biggest names in football about the captivating, behind-the-scenes stories fans want to hear. From major talking points to untold anecdotes, you'll hear from some of football's leading stars as well as those working in the shadows. In our first episode, I spoke to former Spurs manager Maurizio Pochettino about that Amazon documentary. We feel responsible because it was uh, very difficult to say yes to open the door to Amazon. Only we watch with Jesus the 25 minutes first because it was until we uh, left the club. And on our latest episode, I investigate how prevalent and damaging social media abuse is in football. And I was like taking all this negativity onto myself and I did. I kind of lost myself and my personality because I knew everything that was going on around it. And it's not until I actually got to a stage where I thought, I can't take this anymore. It is becoming too much for me that I spoke out about it. Craving football insight? Well, look no further. Listen to Between the Lines with me, Melissa Reddy, via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. This was a Stakhanov production. Are you a YouTuber? Wow. Now we turn our attention to the fax machine. What have we got in the fax machine this week, Mr. Donaldson? We've got a message from John from the West Midlands. Uh, this question is more for Pete. Yes, but I welcome input from both. I live in the UK, and also I dream. And although I dream of visiting Japan with my other half, the logistics and financial side of this aren't worth considering at present, as we have two children under the age of five. I've heard they're very expensive. John, uh, hang in there, mate. Uh, with this in mind, uh, what would you remind? Uh, what would you recommend to help fill the Japan ship hole in my life, other than eating out of Wagamama regularly uh, and watching an ungodly amount of anime? John from the West Midlands. Hmm. I would definitely recommend uh, the obviously the uh the video game Shenmue and also um Yakuza as well because they they're faithful reproductions of parts of Japan are very very addictive and very uh evocative I think it's fair to say <laughs> I mean um uh, the easy one there just watch broad Japan but I don't think that's enough I mm. would uh All right. <laughs> Or else I would also yeah. um, suggest um, buying my new um, set of stationery um, surprise monthly subscription boxes that I'm putting together, Pete's Pens. Uh, it's very much <laughs> like Charlotte's one that she was advertising on this show a couple of weeks ago. It's Pete Pens. Uh, each week you get a ruler, a Stablo Boss pen, and uh, maybe, maybe a, a lovely strawberry-smelling uh, eraser as well. Lovely. <laughs> I'm sure Charles will be delighted to hear Neko Neko Post mm. finally has a, a suitable <laughs> rival. <laughs> God, that is grim. Um, no, I mean, yeah, just maybe listen to some Japanese music. I got into Enka music. Uh, what was the name? I haven't listened to her in a while. Uh, Meiko Kaji. If you've seen Kill Bill, um, a lot of the soundtrack is Meiko Kaji, which is this uh, actress right. from like the 70s, and she does some really cool songs, and that's all on YouTube. Tatsuro Yamashita, my favourite. Uh, the king of uh, city pop 
a genre of kind of happy 70s 80s japanese uh pop music um i love him tatsuro yamashita he's great um but yeah, I mean, it's difficult. I do think it is difficult. I mean, one of the reasons I set up abroad, the Abroad in Japan channel, full stop, is before I got here and I wanted to see more about Japan, there just wasn't a whole lot going on, right? Back in 2012, not that much going on either on YouTube or online about Japan. I remember when I looked up Yamagata Prefecture, right, where I ended up teaching and living for three years. On Wikipedia at the time, it just said Yamagata has cherries. And that was it. That was literally the only thing and a population number of like 200,000. So um, you're better placed these days, guys, to to see Japan and get your Japan fixed because there's a lot more channels um, on YouTube and there's podcasts and there's Google Street View as well. Just go on a Google Street View holiday. Nice, cheap holiday. Wander around. Everyone loves it. Lovely. Wander around, get a beer, Google Street View around. Job done. Um, <laughs> Solomon Crawford says, Hey, Chris and Pete, hope you're both doing well. My name's Solomon and I live in Atlanta, Georgia. The podcast is my vacation away from COVID news and the political nightmare surrounding upcoming elections. These days, I often find myself reflecting upon my short time in Japan over Christmas and New Year's this year. It was only a 10-day trip, but I managed to get away from Tokyo and visit Kurashiki, uh, Shibuaka, Oh, in, in Gumma and uh, Jodogahama Beach in Iwate. Good God. That is an incredible itinerary for 10 days, uh, Solomon. <laughs> I mean, really all, all three of those places are scattered across Japan. Like Kurashiki is in Okayama, uh, Okayama. And we made a video there. Uh, if you want to see it, I think I made a video called I Tried Being Vegan for a day in Japan or something. But that video is set in Kurashiki and it's the one of the most beautiful mm. places. It's the Venice of Japan, really beautiful. I'm not sure where Shibuaka in Gumma is. That's kind of central Japan. But Jodogahama is on the most isolated spot. It's this really isolated coastline um, in Iwate, the Sunriku coastline. Beautiful place, but good God, I don't know how you got there. Unless you've got like a magic carpet. Anyway, uh, in the big cities, I saw plenty of foreigners, but it did not take me long to realise that I stuck out being a black man in the middle of the countryside. I expected people to look at me with confusion or fear, but to my surprise, this was the nicest I'd ever been treated in my lifetime by complete strangers. I received homemade sweets, fruits, and I was even invited out to lunch multiple times. In Kurashiki, many students shyly approached me and asked to take photos with me. Uh, Japan is an extremely hospitable place, and I can't imagine receiving that sort of reception by locals if I were to venture off to the country hills of Georgia. Um, I'm looking forward to the 2021 jet application opening this month so I can get back out there for the long term. I'm hoping to get placed in Iwate or Hokkaido. Many thanks for all the content and laughs you provide, guys. All the best, Solomon Crawford. That's fantastic. I'm really glad to hear that, Solomon, mm. that you had uh, such a nice time. Um, uh, you know, I, we do get messages, uh, questions, comments from uh, our listeners who are black and wondering if that's going to be an issue or how that's going to affect them in Japan. And uh, by and large, the results been fairly positive, I think. Um, for various stories we've had in the last few weeks, it's uh, it's been quite positive. And this is only confirmed that. So I'm really glad to hear that. And I hope you do get on the JET program next year, uh, Solomon. And I, if you mention you've been to Japan, I think that alone is a, is always a good thing to have because they'll love that and if you say you went to rural places like Iwate or Kurashiki that'll look really great as well that you've kind of gone off the beaten track and you've discovered different places and uh, gone your own path which uh, unfortunately not enough uh, foreign tourists in Japan get to do so well done to you Solomon and all the best yeah uh, let I'd me like know to, if you have I'd any like further questions Sol, what, what, 
from Sol. I'm shorting his name, giving him a little nick, little nickname like uh, Sol Campbell. Uh, <laughs> Sol uh, Solomon, if he uh, like, what, what made him choose those parts of uh, of Japan? Yeah, I want to know as well. Fascinating. Let's know. Yeah. Let's know. Maybe just like just got a big um, map and just put some pins in it. Just kind of pin the tail of the donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Oh yeah, yeah. Eee. Well, uh, right, we've got a message from Pete. Uh, no, is it Pete? No, Pete. And uh, yeah, is it Pete? It oh no, Pete. Vincent. It's Vincent. It's Vincent. It's Vincent. Hi, Pete, and the is Almighty he? Chris. I'm Vincent, a, a soon, a soon to be 24 year old uh, Malaysian, or soon, a soon 24 year old Malaysian. I've been mean, uh, you watching too much, haven't you? Bloody years up. in, <laughs> in San Francisco around four years ago. <laughs> With immense luck, I where I um, managed to avoid the restless pandemic in the states so i'm now working as an alt at a junior high school in kubagai city so hey tama uh, my question is where do you get the motivation to make videos while working as an alt alt uh, a assistant language teacher uh, keep the good work much appreciated uh, vincent exciting have a lovely time well, I mean, oh. what's your uh, what what gave you the um the uh, power and time <laughs> the to power. Uh, and, and the power and time to uh, to get involved i think I mean, I've always wanted to do filmmaking, and um, I kind of put that dream in the dustbin uh, around the age of eighteen. Like I was, I was going to university to do film studies, right? And uh, I dropped out. I didn't do that because I thought too risky. Because if I didn't want to do film, then I can't really apply for any jobs. So I changed my degree, my degree to business and linguistics. Got on the jet program, and then out in the countryside i just thought holy crap this is so unique this is so amazing and like i said earlier on there weren't that many videos about japan there was a gap there that i felt i could fill so that was my main reason why i kicked it off but the motivation was once i'd made the first video the first two videos and i saw the response from um, friends family strangers over the videos i just kept going and it's hard to explain the thrill of uploading a video the first kind of day when you put up a video Back then, 100 or so people watched it, but I was like, wow, 150 people, that's amazing. That thrill of people that you've never met around the world watching a video and enjoying it is incredibly powerful. And that is where I get my motivation now. So not only do I enjoy doing it, but I'm motivated by the many wonderful viewers around the world who uh, who enjoy the videos and let me know that uh, that it's all worthwhile. Because you do have doubts sometimes. You do have times you think, oh, is this worth it? Um, but it is worthwhile. And it was weird. I remember I'd finished teaching at like 5 p.m. I'd go home and uh, my colleagues, I talked with uh, another uh, foreign dude, a guy from New Zealand and a Canadian guy at, ne- at nearby school. And we'd often go out for dinner and there'd be nights where they'd be like, let's go for a drink. And I'd be like, no, I've got to make a video. And they'll be like, they'll be like what do you mean you've got to make a video? And I was like, I've got to do it. I've got to do this. So when you're passionate about something like that, that you just get on with it. You just feel this burning desire. So those are my main sources of motivation, I would say. It's not just one thing. It's uh, just loads of things. And uh, yeah, that's the thing. When I, people often say, I want to start a YouTube channel, you've really got to have that kind of motivation. You've really got to have that drive mm. and love of doing it. To Otherwise, just do you'll just give up. To keep on doing well, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You've got to really enjoy it. Um, so that's my advice to you. Um, Pete, what are your, what are your thoughts as someone who uh, has has their own YouTube channel? <laughs> well, you I'm know, I think it's like anything, isn't it? It's like you've got to have a uh, you, you if you are feeling slightly non creatively, uh, you're feeling a little bit unfulfilled in your normal job. You want to uh, do something um, in your private life to uh, to sort of bolster that a little bit and keep them uh, jokes flowing. So yeah, I, I think it's just uh, to, you've got to want to do it. 
and you've got to fundamentally do it because uh, you see a lot of these people who are around about Chris's age burning out because they just seem to be doing the same formulaic um, kind of productions every time. You got to keep things interesting for yourself, or you'll just your head will explode. Absolutely, you've got to take a leaf out of Pete's book. Get a video camera, mm. go and make some videos about rice cookers at Hanover Airport. <laughs> Live the dream. <laughs> yeah. What's your channel called now? I I forget it changes too much. I can't remember. I think I think it was I, I review players now. I think it's <laughs> I think it's called I review players now. It's YouTube very good. Channel. It is. It is yeah. Uh, Last video. We got hungry. one here. For, yeah, it's been a while. We got one here from Mike from North Yorkshire. It says hello, Chris and Pete. I'm planning to visit Japan at some point in the future. With the capital city of Tokyo being my first port of call. There are all sorts of things I want to see and experience there, but compared to the daytime, there doesn't seem to be as much to do once night falls. Is this true? What are some of the things you have most enjoyed doing in Tokyo at night? Um, I love the podcast. Keep them coming. All the best. Mike from North Yorkshire. Things to do at night in Japan, I would say. It kicks off with a trip to a bar. Like For me, I'd kick off with a bar, go to a bar, have a drink, then go to an izakaya, a kind of Japanese pub where you sit and have lots and lots of different types of food. A good izakaya in my book has a variety of food. We're talking yakitori, we're talking sashimi, we're talking mm. even more yakitori, things like that, and uh, just, just diverse ranges of food, yakitori mainly, which I ate today. Mm. Uh, then from there, you would go to another bar, a different bar, somewhere cool maybe. Mm. And then after that, you'd go to a quiet little bar maybe and have some whiskey with the nice... Uh, kind of owner, the nice master who who loves his whiskey and has 150 different varieties of whiskey from dating back 2,000 years. And he'll ask you what whiskey you want. And you say, I don't know, just give me the whiskey. That's where you've got to go for the fourth place. And then finally, of course, karaoke. You've got to end it with karaoke. Um, can't beat it. And I've gone to karaoke sober. It's not fun. It's not easy. You do need to go to at least three different bars beforehand and drink. But when you get to karaoke, mm-hmm. it's exceptional. And I think I'm just kind of retreading our night out in Osaka in many ways, to be honest, Pete. But uh, what was, <laughs> what was right. your night in, in, in Tokyo look like? Nightclubs? Any nightclubs? Yeah, it's got, it's got to be. No, nah, it's, it's got to be a, a pub crawl, isn't it? Just because the, there's just so many different. There's so much kind of variation. Um, just try and get try and get an early bit. Oh, what I do is early dinner, 5 p.m., uh, and then get your head down for for an hour or so if you're incredibly jet lagged, and then it's drinking time. <laughs> get your head down. I mean, get your head down. I mean, one nice thing about Tokyo is you can sit outside and drink, and it's nice to sit in a park, um, or just even on a bench somewhere and just drink a strong zero or some beer or something and just sit and watch the world go by. I think that's kind of nice. Um, but nightclubs, there are quite a few nightclubs in areas like Roppongi and. Shibuya but I just I've never really enjoyed it um I used no. to love clubbing back in the UK but in Japan I just find the music's not as good um and the dynamics not as great either but uh, mm. yeah those are my thoughts yeah the music's but pretty there's plenty the of options pretty awful mainly well. karaoke <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly definitely um but I hope that helps Mike and I hope you're able to get over here eventually when uh when things improve, keep the stories, questions, mm. comments coming into a Born Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back same time in the next few days uh, to do it all over again. But for now, guys, no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world, stay safe, stay clean, and uh, we'll see you then. Have a good one.
This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.